0: Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, who has earned the day off, well deserved. Joining us as co-host, I think you're my favorite. I hope the others aren't listening. Mayor Mondale Robinson, how are you, sir? I just love,
1: love having you on. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm absolutely, absolutely going to second that. You are my favorite as well. So I hope okay. Dr. Rich is truly off.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's. Enjoying the day off, like I said, he's earned it and any other co-host. I mean, no disrespect, but I love me some Mayor Mondale Robinson. Let's get right to it, Mayor. I don't know if you saw it last night, but so many did. So many are talking about it, the Oscars. And well, the dress was fierce. And so was the reaction to not winning. Angela Bassett um, snubbed at the Oscars. I'll go ahead and say it. That's what many of you at home are saying, despite many critics Favoring her to finally win her first Oscar, can you believe it? I mean, just pause right there, her first Oscar. (laughs) Angela Bassett, her body of work, come on. Uh, That was gonna be for her role though. He was nominated for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Angela Bassett lost though to Hollywood starlet in her own right. And a Hollywood baby, I, I can talk about nepotism if I want to. Jamie Lee Curtis, best supporting actress category. Bassett could not hide her heartbreak for the loss. Some have criticized her for showing her disappointment. I call it her authentic self, okay. However, fellow nominee Carrie Condon also had a similar look of disappointment and did not get the same criticism. Go figure, Angela Bassett not winning. I thought she was a shoo-in. Now here's what people online are saying. Many have defended Bassett's reaction. Uh, Just one example we'll show you here. Angela Bassett's reaction was perfect. Zian Hurston wrote, if you're silent about your pain, they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. Angela was snubbed. Again, black women are regularly overworked, underpaid, devalued, disrespected, ignored. Tonight that pain was palpable, good. I'm not mad at that. Fellow actors Michael B Jordan, Jonathan Major, they seem to feel it as well. And they showed support for Bassett on stage following her loss with Jordan saying, hey auntie. And Major saying, we love you. It's like a shout out, we see it. We all see it. Bassett has been nominated twice for an Academy Award. She was first nominated for Best Actress for portraying, I mean, this was a legendary role that she owned, Tina Turner. And when the legend is still live and praises you, love it. That was for the 1993 movie. What's love got to do with it? And boy, does she act her butt off. It would take her nearly though 30 years before she'd be nominated again. If you could believe it, Angela Bassett, everything we know about her and no. Mayor, I want to pause right there and bring you in on this. Your thoughts on, yeah, and I don't want to take anything away from Jamie Lee Curtis. That's not my intent, Mayor what's your thoughts on the reaction
1: and her reaction to
0: the reaction
1: so so first of all i this is a woman who is well versed i'm talking about angela bassett well versed in the racism of of hollywood i mean she talked about she talked about how how long she went between getting work after um, her first nomination. So this idea that she's supposed to be jumping for joy for Jim, even if she felt joy, she also has the right to acknowledge that she was snubbed uh, in this way by a by an institution that continues to show that black value, black life is not valued in Hollywood. I I'm not mad. My grandmother. Now I'm learning from Twitter that my grandmother was wrong her whole life because she said, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say nothing at all. That sister just sat there and didn't say nothing at all. So Twitter is t- Telling me that my grandmother was wrong all those years. No, no, don't do
0: it. No.
1: I don't I don't think so. I think I think she has the right to be upset. Hollywood is a competitive sport. And and this is this is this the height of this is their Olympia. So she had the right to not be celebrating somebody else as she snubbed for a role that is unbelievable. And she did a wonderful job, not just but Portraying this character, but acknowledging all of what had to go into it emotionally. The fact that Chatwick Bowie was dead has, has died and she still had to play that role and she did it so emotionally well that I, I think it's impossible for her not to feel a certain way and not smile about it.
0: And I think because she's so consistently good that so many think it's okay to just, well, that's what's expected. And then you throw in uh, the racism, the history, but 30 years in between, we forget because you know it doesn't crack. She looks so young, and I think, what is she? 64 years old, but 30 years until she gets another nomination. And you're right. And her husband looked puzzled too. He looked confused. Okay, Courtney Vance. He looked confused when Jamie Lee Curtis's name was called and not his beautiful wife. We should also tell you, Mayor, 64 years young. I was right. Many fans. Fear this would be her last opportunity. I'm not buying that, um, but they they felt like this was her one last shot to get that gold statue, especially after hearing this during an interview. Let's listen. I remember after What's Love? You talk about that. Yes. There was there were 18 months, a year and a half, where when I didn't work, you know. And so was it because you were was,
2: turning a lot of things down? No.
0: You
2: I, just didn't I, there was no material. There, there
0: was no material. There was nothing offered. Wow. And and now I guess maybe you're in this position where you've been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. You're a lead in this picture. What do you, what do you do then? You can't trick yourself into thinking I've got to be the lead in every situation. That, that I find myself. That. No. You know, you, you you can't, you know, you can't do that. Now, Mayor, I'll bring you back again, and, and we'll just chat real quickly about this. Because as a journalist, and I did some entertainment reporting, I was always told an Oscar, You know, we do this deep dive and they tell us an Oscar is worth $100 million. Meaning, you get a gold statue and the sky's the limit for you. There's no turning back, you can turn down, you can throw away scripts and turn around A-list directors. But not Angela Bassett, huh, Mayor?
1: She's a black woman. I mean, we saw the same thing, if we're being honest, happened to Monique. Right, mm-hmm. when you don't play the game, when you don't play the game, it doesn't matter what your Oscar or how, what color statue you have. You're still a black face, and they treat you that. They remind you that so often. So I, I, I even just listening to that interview, and while she was jovial in her response, I could hear disappointment in someone who's given so much to this this, this institution called acting, and they. She's not rewarding her back. And I think it's absolutely disgusting that she's um, she's at this point in her career where I mean, she's she's not named or owned by an Oscar, but she deserves yeah. several awards. Several. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's disgusting that we are at this point having this conversation. Still an institution that is solely white thought, on um, white ideas get to reward who they want to reward, regardless. Uh, of how much Black people, Black women give this institution. And it's just sad to see it.
0: Yeah, I, I hear people online talking about, you know, Reese Witherspoon and this one, uh, Guetta Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love, I think it was. And they're saying, huh? Okay, they can act, but really? Uh, but let's talk about diversity, Mayor, because there's more. The Academy of Arts and Sciences has drawn criticism, of course, well deserved, for its lack of diversity over the years. And it's really. You could say the system's rigged because you got to look at the history here. So let's put it up there, Uh, including the new class. According to the Academy, 33% of its members identify as women. 19% are from underrepresented ethnic, racial communities on par with last year's benchmarks. In a landmark 2012 analysis, the Times reported that Oscar voters were at that time, was this when we got the hashtag? 94% white, 77% male. That's from the LA Times. Oscar's so white. Prior to the event, Entertainment Weekly interviewed four Academy voters anonymously. That's where some of the best reporting is done. That's where you really learn what people think, okay? Including a longtime actor who said this, quoting, think the Academy is making an effort to please everybody. Here we go. And it's reflective of the state of the world. But I feel like they're being held hostage somewhat unfairly by the wokeness. The actor later adds, taking issue with the group's increasingly political and increasingly commercial taste. Now, are we sure that was an actor mayor? It could have been Ron DeSantis. Who did they really who did they interview for
1: Listen. this
0: entertainment <laughs> weekly article? Ron, was that you?
1: You know woke, 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 you know woke, 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 everything is woke. And I I, I feel bad for people who can't say what they really want to say because that's a racist coming. You're saying wokeness, is anti, it's really an anti-black statement. If you look at what wokeness is, it's a word about it, uh, those of us who are aware and speaking out about the injustices that happen usually to black people. That's the historical context of that term. And it's a new term that Republicans are using to control this, this person, not just in the use of wokeness. in that entire statement sounds like an upset white person who is mad that the world is not about whiteness and, ask and being asked to recognize the truth that there are skills that white people miss <laughs> when you're only judging your, your art. He seems frustrated with that, situ- that situation, that scenario. And I think uh, this, this person's thinking lines up perfectly with what happened to Angela Bassett and how she was snubbed.
3: Well, maybe they can explain themselves a little better, Mayor, because there's more. And I want you to hear part two of
0: the statement. Okay, the actor ranted about the perceived snub of actress Viola Davis had a lot to say about that as well, quoting, when they get in trouble for not giving Viola Davis an award, it's like, no, sweetheart, you didn't deserve it. We voted and we voted for the five we thought were best. He finishes. It's not fair for you to start suddenly beating a frying pan. Why is it going to be a frying pan? But anyway, and say they're ignoring black people. They're really not, they're making an effort. (laughs) Maybe there was a time 10 years ago when they were, but they have, of all the high profile things, been in the forefront of wanting to be inclusive. Viola Davis and the lady director need to sit down, shut up, and relax. (laughs) You didn't get a nomination. A lot of movies don't get nominations. Viola, you have one or two Oscars, you're doing fine. Again, anonymous, not really courageous, didn't really want to go on the record with it, but had a lot to say and probably a few cocktails so they were free flowing. There's still more mayor and then I want you to respond. The academy is bent over backwards to be inclusive. Last year, there were more black people presenting, it's like, come on. I think Viola Davis is snotty crying. I'm over all of that. Wow, I mean, really? I'm willing to believe that Andrea Risenborough gave a better performance. He would then rant about Danielle Deadweiler was so pandering until for an Academy Award nomination. She was good. I mean, who wouldn't be good in a part like that? (laughs) The strong wronged mother. But you look at the real Mamie Till. She's not wearing all these incredible gowns and beautifully made up. I thought it was a confusing message. If they would really made a movie about that, that woman who was not used to being in the public eye and wore house dresses, she wouldn't have. Had one incredible outfit after another. The ego behind this, pushing her to be a movie star, was too
2: blatant for me.
1: Okay, Mayor, um, your turn. Well, this person's racist, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this is a racist person talking. This, first of all, frying pan. He didn't even, he didn't even say the director, the lady director. It's, it's sexist, racist. White man that's who, that's what this is. I don't care what your what actors you just embody both of those things. this entire response is ridiculous the idea that you and then you say uh, uh, a white person did a better job than Viola Davis you didn't say that uh it's it's just it was a lot of racism for me and I'll I, I here's what I would say what's telling though, is these are the people who are picking the winners. So what we, so what he's saying to us is exactly what the hashtag was about. The hashtag Oscars so white, and we see why. There's no value in this person in anything that's black. Mm-mm. Iola Davis, you don't deserve an Oscar because you already got one. Well, I didn't think, I didn't think Oscars were about rewarding people because they already had one. Tom Hanks. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was about Art. the act of that acting. So I, I think this person. Has They need to find out who this anonymous person is. And, yeah. and let that person be gold.
0: I, I have been a reporter for far too long, an investigative journalist as well. And I gotta tell you, we protect our sources, but sometimes things do need to leak, okay? Somebody in the newsroom needs to go over and maybe take a peek at something so that we can find out more for the greater good here. Who are you? And can you go away? Did Mel Gibson send you, okay? I don't know, but something is a myth. Now, we can't tell you there is a positive note from the Oscars. Michelle Yao became the first Southeast Asian actress to win Best Actress. She joins Hallie Berry, who co presented her the award as the only two women of color to win Best Actress at the Oscars in 95 years. Berry won her award 21 years ago, Mayor. Isn't that it right there, only two women of color. That speaks to opportunity, right? Access, and it speaks to credibility. This is not a credible process,
1: Mayor, is it? It absolutely isn't. I mean, it goes back to this idea, this culture of Oscars is a white culture. I mean, how how can you actually say that? Michelle in 2020, what is 2023? 92 years only Two only two women of color rose to this level. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's I only the only thing I am left feeling when I hear about the Oscars because I don't usually watch it is another white institution uh, is you know picketing dotting a couple of few brown and black people just so they can continue with their self of awarding their self. Uh, I, I I am not impressed with the fact that you know you have this this institution that takes so much from other cultures and reward white people over and over and over again and maybe that maybe that award is a 100 million dollar award for some but most of those people who do receive that 100 million dollar value are not people that look like you and me Sharon not at all
0: no they're not mayor and let's talk about the racist anonymous commenter in the entertainment weekly uh, reporting one last time because he seemed to be exasperated by the the black trauma. Okay, but till and oh, come on. And the other thing we have to talk about in Hollywood is the scripts, the stories. I too am filled up on black trauma as if we don't have anything else to celebrate. So when we have a superhero before us nominated, don't blame us for believing that, that part, she deserves that gold statue. But I'll leave you with this and give you the last word, Mayor, because I do wonder, and it's something we talk about internally a lot, externally too though. When do you stop begging for that approval? We know she's great, and let's remember, Mayor, she never said a word. She just sat there and looked, and everybody's gone crazy about, you know, how she was ungrateful and disrespectful. But when do we stop begging for
1: the ultimate? Yeah, and I think, and I think, you know, beyond begging, I think what black people do is the way we we show up out loud, and I think we're obligated because we know there's a generation and people coming behind us that if we're silent about it. Then that our story won't be told. So the idea that Black people complain about what and what does not happen at the Oscars, what does and does not happen at the Oscars, is a is a it's just a marker for history to say we've been saying this for so long, we've been saying this for so long, uh, and I think and I think we need to continue to do that. I don't think we stop until equity is a, is achieved. So as long as people as talented as Angela Bassett are being snubbed. As black people, we are obligated to say something. I will say there is something truthful about what you said about this man saying Miss Till had didn't have this kind of wardrobe. Really? Are you saying that Hollywood reflects everybody's wardrobe? And, and I mean, what are, we, what are we talking about? To 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 say that you don't believe this woman should have been dressed up to made, be made uh, basically suitable for white folk, suitable for Hollywood. Uh, he didn't believe it. it didn't seem true. Who are you? What do you know about Mamie Till? What do you know about this woman's dress code?
0: Hasn't, she enough, is not she a historian in the least, okay, has not studied right. Mamie Till, I guarantee
1: it. At all, at all. He, his idea of her is Mamie. That's what he was thinking. And that's yes, what he wanted to achieve. That's that part.
0: You're right. Oh, I just love
3: having you on because you just keep it real, keep it above. This next story, we, we do a lot of stories, because it's happening about
0: police brutality. But when the headline reads 11, okay, 11 Ohio cops charged with violently assaulting people. You got to pay attention. We know it's systemic, we know it's a cultural thing. But this means it's written into the law, it seems like that. This is what we're doing here and you're not going to do anything about it. Until it gets so big and so grand that I guess we can't ignore it. Ohio, Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's Office, the Cleveland Division of the FBI, held a news conference Wednesday afternoon. They announced public corruption, civil rights violation, indictments against eleven current and former East Cleveland police officers. Let's show you who they are, the players in this, Cuyahoga County Prosecutor, Michael O'Malley led the conference joined by assistant prosecuting attorney Gregory Moosman. FBI special agent in charge Gregory Nelson. There they are before the cameras. Several body cam videos of the individuals who were indicted were shown. First video presented showed officer Nicholas Fodi, who previously resigned. Why was he allowed? Repeatedly stomping on the head
3: of a person in custody.
0: I just had to lean in on that one, Mayor, okay. I don't want you to comment just yet, because I need you to get the full body of work of these alleged perks. Second video shows Officer Ian McInnes, current police detective, ordering a person to lie down on the floor before kicking
3: them in the back, play that. On the ground, face down, you will
4: be faced. Face down on your stomach, on your stomach, on your stomach, stay down, put your arms out now. Do not move.
0: Do not move. Okay, tough guy. There's more. Third video shows Officer Kyle Wood, previously indicted. Sergeant John Hartman, current police sergeant. And Officer Tristan Homan, currently an Illyria police officer after resigning at East Cleveland because we know what they do, Mayor. They just move on to another jurisdiction. Let's play that. Get that bitch.
5: Stop, 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 stop.
1: Get his ass. In. Get his ass. Get his ass, boy! Get his ass,
4: boy!
5: In the car.
0: What you guys say? How about the... County Nice
4: little ass whooping. Shouldn't have resisted.
0: Having a bad day, so let me take it out on the community. I know what you're thinking, Sharon, that's enough, we've seen enough examples. No, you need to feel and experience street justice East Cleveland, Ohio style. So the fourth and the fifth videos, well, they involve McGinnis again.
5: Oh, oh. Turn around. Get out now. No. It's down.
0: Do not move. No, yeah. <sighs> I'm still not done. Cue up number six, it involves Hartman, shows him repeatedly striking someone in the head, cause you know, it's just another day at the office. This is your life. Remember that? Remember that, Mayor? I'm going to pause and let you jump in. But remember that show? This is your life. I feel like you could just roll these videos. This is. The torment that East Cleveland has been living under—you know, this is my old stomping ground. This is where I cut my teeth as a reporter for many years, and none of this surprises me. All these years later, Mayor,
1: this is indicative of policing Black people in America. We can no longer pretend this this few bad apples situation is not what we exist in. That city is 88.9% Black, and and this is how police officers treat these citizens. This is not how you treat humans. The idea that anybody can pretend that this is not the culture. Because these videos, these body cam videos existed. No one cared about what was on these cameras until the FBI investigation began. It's not like this just happened. This was over a span of year with 11, some of them, some of them in multiple videos, officers that were being promoted for treating people this way. And I know there are tons of complaints that citizens made against these officers. Everyone arrested by any of these officers that is black should be have their their cases reopened because racism is on display every time one of those guys put on a uniform. And it is absolutely disgusting that we saw what we just watched.
0: It is disgusting and I have mixed feelings and we'll get into them about prosecutor in this case. Who's very bold next to the FBI and has a starring role as he plays video after video. We know the close relationship between police prosecutors and discretion. So I'm not buying that there doesn't need to be a wide net cast and some real scrutiny on everyone's role here. What did you overlook? What did you look away from? That's what I want to know. But let's go ahead and cue up the seventh video involving Officer Tyler Munson, current police officer. Previously indicted Officer Brian Stoll, currently on leave for previous indictments. Does it is anybody clean here? Kyle Wood following an arrest and at the ECPD precinct. Take the video.
4: Nothing. I didn't see anything either. I oh, it
5: still turned on?
4: <laughs> That's impressive.
5: That's just fun. I
4: got I got him. Not anymore. That was the easiest pursuit you could have ever done. He went in a circle. Literally, I was getting so annoyed. I literally got over the loudspeaker. I was like, this is really getting stupid, dude. Can you please stop the but car?
3: I threw the meanest hook.
4: I, sure? thro- I got one. Yeah, it's I, it's a, a, I didn't it. get a single lick in.
0: Oh, I get it. You're making a violent TikTok video? You wanna be the next Jake Paul? Logan? Whichever brother was running away from Floyd Mayweather. Is that what we're doing here? Is that what we're doing? There's still more. Maybe we'll have a bigger dozen. I don't know. A video. involves Mcinnis Homan, an officer. Loris Mann, former officer who was terminated. Wow, somebody got fired. Shows a man colliding with the squad car. McInnis was driving. McKinnis calls out. Over the radio, the man Struck his vehicle, but Prosecutor O'Malley said a longer version of the video more clearly reveals: Yep, the Guinness appeared to strike the man instead of avoiding him. Man sustained a broken pelvis from the event. Do you know how painful that is? After the man is on the ground, a struggle occurs, and one officer uses a Taser on him three times while the other two officers punch him. Take the video.
4: He's bleeding from the head. Bleeding from the head. Stop Just get fighting. it. Get control. Stop fighting. Hold on. Taser out. Taser. Taser. You got taser out. Taser. You want Stop. your taser? Stop fighting. Stop. Taser out. Drive, son. You want to get it again?
5: Stop fighting. <laughs> Stop. Fight. <laughs> Stop, 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 stop.
4: Where did he dump the gun? Stop resisting. Stop ah.
5: resisting. You're going to get it again. Stop resisting. Hey, stop.
0: I can close my eyes and I can hear my ancestors and slave catchers, and I can hear them, Mayor. That's what I hear. Thugs. You know, there's people who pay mayor to go play war games and you know, get beat up and do all of these things to their adrenaline's going, and that's a fun time for them. This is real life, and this is what we're paying people to do.
1: That's the that's the part about it. Um, this is taxpayer money funded lynching. Lynching. This man had on handcuffs with a broke pelvis and was getting punched need and, and, and they're saying he's resisting. How is he resisting? He's on, his, he's on his belly handcuffed. He's not resisting, you're on top of him and he's in pain. You hear him groaning throughout the video. The problem we have in this country is America's tolerance for black suffering is so high that we, we're left to deal with police officers that show up in our community in this manner. Treating us as if we're animals. And they are absolutely historically and now getting away with lynching black people. Yeah. Because they are. Yeah, and it's it's directly, we cannot we cannot silo policing from slave catchers. And I'm glad you said that, because the first of police departments in this country, actually in North Carolina, were transformed out of slave catchers. So slave catchers Talk became police it. officers, and they still doing the same thing that they used to do. And this Illegally is why we need black bodies for torture. This
0: is why your voice is so important because this is our history. Why are you trying to repair these? This Sometimes you got to tear the house down. You have to tear it down. The car is total. God forbid you're in an accident and they come, you put in the claim. We can't, there's nothing we can do with this vehicle mayor, it's totaled, okay? That's what we're doing. And there's still more, okay? Ninth video, yep, number nine. We're doing it deliberately because you need to see, feel and hear all of it. Officer Brian Parks, current officer, tasing a man multiple times, let's go.
5: To tase me. Shut up, get up. Oh, why'd you guys tase me so many times? Why'd you run? Why would you I give you your right hands? You. I gave you my hands. Get up.
3: Seven of the officers
0: newly indicted, four of them previously indicted on other charges as of Wednesday. There have been 16 current or former East Cleveland police officers indicted in the last six and a half months. That from News Channel 5 out of Cleveland. Current East Cleveland Police Chief Brian Gerhardt released a statement on the indictment stating, I'm gonna go ahead and read it mayor. But it's real tough to get through this statement, this foolishness that I'm about to read. But this is what they provided. There has been full cooperation from the department during the ongoing investigation before promising to move the department in a positive direction and rebuild the agency. Chief, use a lie, a lie, rebuild the agency. What, full cooperation? All of this happened when who was in charge? (laughs) Huh? This isn't the NBA where you're trading players and you're seeking a championship. This is the same old game. Tell me I'm wrong, Mayor.
1: You're not wrong at all, you're spot on, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that this person is not under investigation as well. The fact that you can sit back in your chair as you managed these people, all of these people, you managed all of them as the chief and promoted some of them and only one of them has been terminated. The rest of them are getting taxpayer money still still on leave. And I think this is is only in policing, especially in Black communities, can this, this level of behavior be rewarded and this guy be taken serious. This police chief, the DA, everybody in this system, everybody in that system need to be need to be investigated because it's no way that you you lived in this city and you did not know this was be this was happening, especially if you were part of law enforcement. This is a this is a culture. People bragging on cameras about beating citizens, people breaking evidence. That is unbelievable to me, on camera, going back to the station, still bragging about how you beat somebody, is a culture. This is water cooler conversations for them. Mm-hmm. He, he said that was a good A beating, meaning that you've, you've, you've got punches in before that, that you didn't think were great. Uh, The idea of this, oh, this happening in a place that used to be considered the trunk line. This was the northern spot that slaves wanted to get to on the Underground Railroad. And now we see there ain't no freedom line in America for black people. Because government agencies of the government, police departments still beat us in 2023 as if we are owned. It's disgusting.
0: Absolutely disgusting last year, we should tell you nine East Cleveland police officers, including former police chief Scott Gardner, all indicted on various charges. Their cases are still pending in court. Gardner was initially suspended, placed on administrative leave after he was hit with multiple felonies. That included telecommunications fraud, tampering with records. Passing bad checks, failing to remit, theft, grant theft, theft in office, Garner would eventually be terminated from the force. Eventually, Mayor. Okay. And for the city council, okay. In East Cleveland. Be putting out the pleas. We were desperate here. We barely any any cops left on gangs, organized gangs are off the street. Okay, they were wearing their colors, which were blue. They all had the same service weapons. The gangs are off the streets temporarily, perhaps, okay, some remain. What do you mean? Maybe East Cleveland is safer now
1: with less
0: cops. Have I gone too far,
1: Mayor? Absolutely not, and I mean, it wouldn't be the only city we've seen, right? We saw the same thing in Camden way back when they got rid of their police department because of corruption. Sometimes you just gotta start over, completely over, do away with the entire institution of policing, not just in East Cleveland, but everywhere. So I'm I'm 100% with you that we need to rethink policing, especially when it shows up like this.
0: Gangs are gangs, hit them with a RICO charge, right? Isn't that what you would do to, okay, hey. I don't know what their gang signs are, Mayor, but I'm sure they have them, okay? This is, and the chief, the chief, former chief was a criminal, okay? Those are the allegations. More indisputable, I'm Sharon Reed, Mayor Mondale Robinson joins us as co-host today, love having his insight. Dr. Richie has the day off, so it's just going to be the two of us breaking down stories for you. Coming up
3: next, it's always my favorite part of the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed, and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie who has the day off, Mayor Mondale
0: Robinson. We love having you. Um, let's get to some viewer comments if we can, Mayor. A lot of people, that was a super block, okay? And it was draining, but it needed to be had. Uh, Stop Dragon has this to say TYT member about Angela Bassett being snubbed at the Oscars. And we believe it to snub, okay? Again, here she is again. Uh, Here's a comment, we know how the Academy works. They weren't about to let two minority groups sweep the Oscars and they were satisfied to give a few awards to Asian Americans this year. Well earned, the Academy is a joke, a lot of people feel that way. Uh, Stop Dragon also has some, uh, some comments about the 11 Ohio cops charged with violently assaulting people in East Cleveland. I believe this is a Rico case, it should be. As long as these officers are able to resign, in most cases, they still have access to their pensions when they transfer, never mind the fact that they never face charges. Yeah, why are they resigning? This is this is crazy, we've got to demand better. More on uh, Angela Bassett's snub at the Oscars, YouTube. Kayenta Moenkopi. I didn't realize she had no prior Oscars. Mm. Yep. That part. Tyler Hackner says, I like Jamie, but Angela was robbed. She was. Okay. She was. Will the nomination get her, you know, more more parts? She's worked and clawed for everything she's gotten. More on the eleven Ohio cops charged with assaulting people. Spectrophonic says, yep. Ohio where I was born and raised it's been like this there forever. That's a sentiment I got a lot when I was reporting in Ohio for about 10 years. Okay. I was so fed up with some of the the disparate treatment that it was about, you know, 9 years and 11 and a half months too long. Okay? That's what it felt like. Real quick twitch. Fascist killer says this about Angela Bassett. Yes, she should have gotten that Oscar for what's love got to do with it. Denzel Washington should have gotten best actor for Malcolm X in 92. You didn't tell a lie, okay? Ain't that the truth? Jackal Dragon 1991, the Oscars have a specific view on who they acknowledge and value, but they don't speak for the people. No, but an anonymous racist did speak in the Entertainment Weekly article, Jackal. We heard loud and clear what's going on with the Oscars. And I have to believe it was a big time person who they allowed to speak on the condition of anonymity. And now we know, we always knew though. We'll move on, it's that time. I wish a Karen would.
5: You want to call the police on them for
2: having a barbecue on a Sunday. You're, you're my new Back to off! I'm
5: gonna tell them there's an African-American
4: man threatening my life. You know I'm a turf, right?
5: Trans eccentric radical feminist. Are you a turf? I'm
4: a turf. Okay.
5: Wow. Would you like me to move somewhere else, okay?
4: No, actually. You should you should tell me about being a turf. You're a this- boy,
5: right? Don't like me, because honestly, I did. I did. hard. Oh.
4: I'd like to see you try.
5: Well then, don't judge me for being a jerk. I get to be who I want to be, you get to be who you want to be, right? If that's what you want, to be who you want to be, then I get to be who I want to be. Which is? I'm not a witch.
4: You're not a witch. You know what, Jake,
5: your stupid dog.
1: This is a first
5: because otherwise they have to label you a white racist. I see. For a 70-year-old minority woman. You're a racist. You want your rights, I want mine too.
4: Excuse me. Could you grab the manager, please?
5: I am
1: so terribly sorry I'll never be escalating about trying to get information, I do apologize apologize about that treatment.
0: I know that decor anywhere. I know that cheesecake factory decor anywhere. And the brown bread, okay, just wanted to go in and enjoy a meal. Here comes Karen, we'll tell you more, Karen harassing, threatening this trans woman at the Cheesecake Factory. Didn't even get to the red velvet cheesecake's my favorite, I really enjoy it. But not when a Karen is harassing, intimidating, threatening you. There is an update video in which Lily, Who was victimized in this case? Answered questions about the Karen. The unidentified Karen was indeed a minority woman. Lily did not go on to specify or assume what the Karen's ethnicity was. Speculation that Karen may have been drunk. No excuse. And once the Cheesecake Factory manager showed up with apologies, Karen just threw in the towel, got up and left. Disgusting. Lily had been streaming when this Karen decided to start harassing her. It's atrocious, Mayor. Um, what do you think about the way Lily handled this? Because I didn't see someone who was pretending to be calm, cool, and collected. Lily was.
1: Yeah, I I I'm a I'm I'm one of those people who I do not respond well to hate. Um, so Lily was extremely calm, way calmer than I would have been. I would have, I would have lit into that woman. Um, the idea that you have this much, you this audacity, first of all, you interjected yourself in this person's life and 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 think that your hate, your transphobia is equivalent to to Lily's life. You, you. She said you have the right to be who you are. You don't. People. This idea that Americans have that they have the right to hate people and then tell them about their hate and act on it is absolutely disgusting. And it's also the ground for so much hurt and harm coming to our trans brothers and sisters. And we are obligated to say how disgusting this is. I hope the internet does what the internet does and find this woman and bring trauma to her because this is absolutely ridiculous. And you should not get off by just getting up. And walking out of the Cheesecake Factory, not related. But I do want to point out that I'm from Enfield, North Carolina, and all of the cheesecake in the Cheesecake Factory is made about 18 miles from Enfield.
0: Oh my goodness, okay. I always wanted to visit and get a get a look around City Hall, Mayor, and now I'm absolutely have to come there, okay? Now you, you get a lead with that, get a <laughs> lead with that, okay?
3: And I know you'll check the hate at the door too, okay? We'll get some good cheesecake and you can check the hate at the door. Uh, we should tell you that
0: hate's not just in certain parts of the country, it's everywhere. Let's give you a double dose.
5: You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a you Sunday. You feel free! back off. I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man
2: threatening my life. Hey, what is wrong with? That is not okay. No, is lesbianism okay? It is. Yeah. No, it isn't. Why isn't it? Because you touch children, you rape children. I oh, don't touch children. Yes, because you're all oh. evil. Oh. You're evil. God doesn't want you to talk oh. that way to people. Do you go to church? I'll record you all day. Do oh, you go to Sweetheart. You know who work for? Do you know who I work for? Do you know who I am?
5: No, nobody knows you. who you are.
2: I'm not gonna you. Okay. Okay, great. You ought <laughs> to be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself
0: talking to people this
5: way. I'm
0: no, sweetheart. Um, yes, I'm sweetheart. Yes, sweetheart. I'm actually very proud. Are you the manager? Yes, I'm the manager.
5: Oh, okay. I'm, I'm
4: going to need your name. I'm
5: going to need your name. My name is my right there, but. Where is it? No, 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 let me have it. Let me have it. We're so sorry. No, it's not you. sorry. You better try not to intimidate.
0: Isn't that lovely? Here you have a homophobic Karen harassing a lesbian couple. What what could be worse than that? A homophobic Karen harassing a lesbian couple with sweat stains on her garment. Very loud, very sweaty and disgusting, Mayor, you first.
1: Yeah, listen, this Karen's uh, physical appearance and the sweat. It's absolutely, that's exactly how I feel when I see hate, I start sweating. I, I cannot believe, first of all, <clears throat> kudos to the manager who stepped in uh, and the workers who said, You know, they're apologizing. But what also needs to happen is these people need to be made to feel uncomfortable. There needs to be more, it shouldn't have been this much hate happening for this long. And we didn't even catch the first part of the video. So these women had already been being attacked by this woman before they even started recording it. Somebody else should have been on that video defending people. When we don't defend other people, when we pick and choose our battles, we're always leaving other people out in the cold to deal with injustices by themselves. And that should not be the case. This woman, this woman's behavior is on point with disgusting for sure.
0: Shame has its purpose in a civilized society. a public rebuke has its purpose. It really does, and we're not doing it enough. And you know how I know that mayor? Because, like you said, this homophobic Karen announced her hate, okay, felt like didn't have an army to back her up, but just started unleashing it. Because she knew nine times out of 10, probably more, the percentage is probably greater she'll get away with it,
1: right? It's absolutely correct. There's no repercussions for people to come in the world and speak hate and people want to blame it on Donald Trump. But this has been Americans acting like Americans longer than Donald Trump. Uh, what we saw on uh, was a, was huge on his scale for sure, the amount of hate and lies that he told, but it wasn't the beginning there. I mean, Ronald Reagan was guilty of it. He announced his presidency from a racist spot, right? He went to uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi for a reason because that's where people were killed for trying to be, get equality. So this idea, this long string of racism and hate for people that have been othered by Americans is as American as apple pie.
0: It's just incredible mayor and I don't know where we go from here except we've got to rid ourselves a bit. We need radiation chemo for this kind of hate. That's how desperate it is much more indisputable when we come right back. I can't wait to get that cheesecake mayor (laughs) Enfield, North Carolina 18 miles or so you said
3: we'll get it we'll get it in. I'm sharing reading for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, we're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie,
0: the mayor of Enfield, North Carolina. Mayor Mondale Robinson is with us as co-host today. Let's get you some viewer comments. TYT member Lynn about that Karen harassing, threatening the trans woman just trying to enjoy a meal at the Cheesecake Factory. Lynn says, I think that's the first time the person who wasn't the Karen asked for the manager. Good job, Lily. It was a good job. It worries me though because Willy Lily rather was so calm, cool, and collected that this isn't the first time, or the second or third has trained herself to perhaps be this way when attacked publicly for no reason. Mo Fury, you have a right to hate me. I, though, have a right to not have you disturbing my peace. I agree, Mo. Let's go to YouTube. Karen harassing, threatening the trans woman in Cheesecake Factory pixel snob, which is, I'm not a witch, (laughs) all right. You don't like my music says, it was telling that when she was asked, what do you want to be, she was stupefied, cuz you just wanna spew hate. You don't know what else you wanna be, I, I don't know, besides hate, you mean? That's pretty much sums it up. Nadia C says, anyone who brings up child molestation unprovoked needs their laptop seized immediately. Immediately search, seize, let's figure out what's going on there because that was bizarre. That was bizarre. We'll get you one more twitch agnostic sister about that. Karen again, not sure if she was drunk, but she sure sounded stupid AF. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about the alcohol. Stupid, sounded real stupid. But then that's what hate is, right? This next story, we talked about it before the show, it really could have been a lead because it's that important. Generational wealth, home ownership, property, that's the American dream. And it's undersold as you undercut when you're a black couple. Like this couple, black homeowners under appraised and now settlement. Marin County couple, Paul and Tanisha Tate Austin have recently settled a racial discrimination lawsuit after receiving an insultingly low appraisal on their home. Mortgage broker hired Jeanette Miller's appraisal company through AMC links. Who appreciated the home at a worth of $995,000 just under a million, Hmm, that's a shocking number. Considering in 2019 the market value had been $455,000 higher. Subsequently, here's how the Millers reacted. They returned to AMC links and asked them to send a different person to appraise the home. For this appraisal, the couple prepared. They removed evidence of their racial identities inside their house asking a white friend to pose as the homeowner for the second appraiser. The complaint says, this different appraiser arrived at a value of 1.4825, nearly half a million dollars higher than Miller's estimated value. Black Blackstar with the story. And here are the Austins and Jan their white friend who stood in on their behalf. Ally. After receiving the much higher appraisal with Jan standing in place, the Austins determined that race, along with the current and historical racial demographics of the home's location, played a crucial role in their systemic exclusion and devaluation. Marin County, according to the U.S. Census in July 2019, is 85.3% white, 2.8% black, 6.6% Asian. 16.3% Latino. Here's the Marin County home. The Austins in this process have also lost on their interest rate. It was lower at the time of their first unfair appraisal, but has since risen. They alleged in their case major ways their civil rights had been violated, including using perceived race of the homeowners to determine the value of the house. Isn't it just a structure? I don't understand this. After filing suit, Annette Miller's appraisal company settled with the couple for an undisclosed sum. Why the big smile? In the latest update, the case has reached a settlement. Although issues with real estate companies perpetuating systemic racism make it difficult for black homeowners like the Austins to find equitable space in white dominated property markets. That's the plan, Executive Director of Fair Housing Carolyn Petey felt the Austins had a strong case. She said the following quote, filing a lawsuit on the strength of the evidence is one thing, and how a judge will rule is a separate question. You've never assured of a particular outcome. I think everybody involved with the case was ready to move on. That's why they settled. And they are ready to move on Paul Austin said after the two year litigation that he's glad they can put it behind them. And that being able to tell their story and having legal recourse helped them in their process. Mayor, I wish more people would sue.
1: Yeah, I think, um, listen, a couple years ago last year, I think maybe Brookings Institute did a study saying that black families houses homes are undervalued by $126 billion. 126 billion dollars for all of those people think this is a one off case. They must remember that the way we created the middle class in this country was the housing, housing ownership. It was the way to pass on generational wealth and our federal government prevented black families from doing that with state sponsored segregation. The FHA under the new deal when we were building housing, black people were excluded intentionally. You could not get a loan that was backed by the government if you're black. This is a continuation of that. This is why we need to be honest and continue to scream and you're right. We need more people talking about what is happening to black housing and how our communities are shaped or unshaped and destroyed the people like this, like this, she should lose her license. You should not be able to praise anything because we see how destructive you are. If you are a black person and this woman show up, you should immediately run her away.
0: True. close the door right in her face, okay. But it's so devastating and you're right. And this is all part of a larger issue, reparations. I'm not gonna stop ever talking about it, okay. You owe and there's, there's a way to level the playing field. There's a way to bring black people and black homeowners into the fold. Reparations, Mayor. Don't you think there's something that can be done and it should be it should have many prongs, okay, many tentacles this reparations game. But this
1: is a major one. You agree? Absolutely. And, and this country knows that we, we we reparations is not a new idea to Americans. It's just new when you talk about black folk. This country gave Native Americans reservations, I'm not saying that's nearly what they owed them, but they did it. They, we gave Japanese Americans reparations for what happened to them during World War II and they deserved it. We we set up the number of trials so Jewish people could actually get uh, reparations from Germany. So there's no, there's no novice or novelist to this, they know how, this country knows how to pay reparations. They just, like I said, America has high tolerance for black pain.
0: High tolerance, We pass laws to prevent it. And by the way, we're not mad at Jewish people. We want, thank goodness, okay? People should have to pay for what was done and what continues to be done. And that includes black people, it really does. Mayor Mondale Robinson, we adore you, we adore your insight. You always have so many profound things to say, Mayor Tell. Besides City Hall, where
1: could people find you? Uh, I'm at my rebel HQ now I'm creating content for, uh, for TYT. So check out some of my videos. I try to put up four a week, check me out. I got some catching up to do, <laughs> mayor.
0: Uh, but always appreciate it and that's some good content to,
3: to check out. So we definitely will. We appreciate you. The bullpen is up next. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, welcome to the bullpen.
0: Got a good one for you, and there she is. As we said, welcome to the bullpen. Dr. Tiffany Lloyd, host of Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff, Mm -hmm. professor, author. And we've got to talk about really what what is Dr. Um, Hysteria? (laughs) That's really the word for it. Hysteria (laughs) over this CRT and its effect on the upcoming election. So I want you to break it down for us, how serious a problem is
2: this? Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. Critical race theory is a serious problem because number one, it is misdefined, it is misinterpreted. And ladies and gentlemen, critical race theory is a graduate school course. It is a course that is taught in law school and graduate school. What you hear lawmakers fighting about is not CRT, it is about lawmakers wanting to dismiss true American history. So you have these
0: lawmakers who, it's kind of like what you're saying is just like lay people shouldn't write prescriptions, okay? Mm-hmm. And lay people probably shouldn't represent themselves in court. Okay, There's certain things you, you can't file a brief, you don't know what you're doing, okay? Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't be talking about this and interchanging words like wokeness, it's just a, a broad brush that they're painting. Right over everything, but what's the danger if this persists, people picking up this term and weaponizing CRT that was meant for deep thought provoking
2: study? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, CRT was introduced in the 70s, 80s by Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw, Patricia Williams, Richard Delgado. And basically what CRT is, is just telling people how Justice is not, we don't always have justice, how the laws are not just. And so you already have approximately at least 36 states that have tried to restrict talking about racism, um, things that have really occurred. Here's the thing, is that what they are fighting for in the school system it is basically you're indoctrinating minds, you're trying to indoctrinate minds. You, They're playing this game of that African Americans are playing victim and making white Americans feel bad for being white. That is not what CRT is at all. What CRT is, is that letting, how can you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been? Slavery is American history. It's not just black history, it is American history. So when people say, well, what laws are in place that have undermined, that have restricted African Americans? Let's go back to 1857 to Dred Scott versus Sanford. When Dred Scott tried to sue for his freedom, when Sanford moved him from a slave territory state to a non slave territory state. You had a US Supreme Court Justice, Roger Taney, that said that when they wrote the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal. They were talking about white men only. And then Roger Taney also went on to say that African Americans were not looked at as citizens, therefore they had no right to sue anyone in the court. So when you go down to 1896 to to Plessy versus Ferguson, he can't ride in a railway train station, railway train car because he is considered one-eighth black. And then we can just go on and on with Jim Crow, even voter suppression now, We're trying to, they are trying to make kids forget about that history existed. And when you live in certain states, such as Texas, it's even not even saying anything negative about the KKK. They don't want you to say anything negative about the KKK saying that they are a a white supremacist organization. And that is what they call themselves. So this is a problem in elections when you already have 36 states that are trying to restrict Talking
0: about racism. Yeah, it's like the the next pandemic to me. We're already in it,
5: so
2: to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. When you talk about the speed that it is just, it just keeps infecting more and more people in many more states. Um, you earn the, the title of doctor,
3: okay, the way you broke <laughs> that down, your history. But as you educate all of us. Some people just, we're talking about very smart people
0: who don't want to have truthful conversations. Isn't that what it's all about? And why is the truth so scary?
2: Mm -hmm. You know, I think that those are individuals that are committed to misunderstanding. I think for very intelligent people, you would know that CRT is not what is taught K through 12. What people are saying critical race theory is, ladies and gentlemen. Critical race theory, that is not what is taught in K through 12. What is being taught is is that black history, women's history, things that happened in America, they have this notion that we are making white children feel bad for being white and Blacks are the victims. That is not what critical race theory is. Critical race theory Ladies and gentlemen, it is strictly just saying how laws have been unjust. And if you want to go a step further to those people who just talk about race, oh, women's history comes in that women were not allowed to vote when they first did the 15th Amendment. It was for newly freed black, for newly freed slave men that had the right to vote. Women were not allowed to vote until the 19th Amendment. So, if this is basically people not wanting to talk about racism, they want want people to feel that America has just always been great, that it has always been perfect, and that's just not true. Wow, um, and it's for
0: some people, what you just said threatens their very existence. That's what's in their heads, it just <laughs> threatens their very existence. I, I want you to speak to someone out there who may have accidentally happened upon us. Help mm-hmm. them understand that this is a whole new beginning and not the end of you and life as you know it.
2: Mm -hmm. I want to say to those individuals that no one in the African American community says that all white people are racist and every white person was for slavery, number one. Number two, if you feel that critical race theory or talking about black history makes white children feel bad, that is not true. It is getting people to understand that America has had a dark history. Now, for those of you who say, well, we shouldn't make black white people feel bad. Well, I wanna ask you the question, how do you think Dred Scott felt when he was in a non slave territory state when they still made him a slave? How do you think Ruby Bridges felt? How do you think Linda Brown felt when she tried to go to an all-Black school and met with anger and protest? How do you think that Herman Sweat felt when he graduated at the top of his class at Wiley College and tried to get into the law school at University of Texas and said that he couldn't because of the color of his skin? So how do you think Ahmaud Arbery felt when he jogged and he was profiled just because he was a Black man? See, we can, see, the only way that America can heal is that you have difficult conversations. And it, the world would be such a boring place if we all thought the same, right? And so, and, and, and so talking about African-American history, that is not uh, provoking racism, that is not provoking protest. that is not provoking being divided between blacks and whites, but it is a conversation that in order for this country to heal, it's a conversation that we must have. But I think that it is important for those of you who are saying that critical race theory is taught in K through 12. I think that it is so important for you to educate yourself and stop going by what you've heard someone else say and start researching for yourself. Because if you research for yourself, you would know that critical race theory is not taught in K through
3: 12. When you have so much, Dr. Lloyd, misinformation
0: and and threat of criminality, right? There's there's real sanctions that what's his face down in Florida is making sure you know he either this time or maybe he waits. Um, they really want to criminalize people who just want to learn. You're saying go out educate yourself. Books that aren't allowed to be in libraries and that whole thing. It's like I had a wise friend say to me here in Georgia, oh, they're passing all these voter restriction. Can't pass out bottled water. You can't do this and that. But at the end of the day, we could still vote. Mm -hmm. And you better get out there and wait in line and vote. And we did, we still did it. But when you have such a threat that goes to this level,
2: how do we win? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's so important to educate especially outside of school because you can't really depend on school systems now to educate. And that's why I encourage parents, churches to educate our children. Because how will they know if we don't teach them? Especially the dark history of America. And then when we look at laws of how marijuana has been abused with the African American community, think about Harry Anslinger who was the of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. Watch this, Sharon. He said originally that weed was not a big deal, that it was an absurd fallacy that marijuana was bad. But then, then he, scolds, he goes back on his word. He says that the majority of the users of weed is used by the African American and the Latino community. He said, that African Americans and Latino community should remember their place in American in the American fabric of this society. So therefore, that's when he made weed become, uh, uh, you know, you know, criminalized. Sure. So- it's, it's 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 things like that that our children need to understand, and this is why you had Henry Derrick Bell and Kimberly Crenshaw who came up with the critical race theory to let us know that the law is not just.
0: Wow, I mean, when you, when you break it down using the marijuana laws like that, it's just uh, jaw dropping. It's just jaw dropping. <laughs> who can critical race theory? Benefit, and I know we're talking about the the larger scare and the hysteria with elections, but who can it benefit more? White children think, or black children?
2: I think it can benefit us all more. Number one. First of all, with us and with the African American community, there are so many of our children, um, You know, they have the, the latest phone. They have everything, but when you ask them any, any basic information about things that they should know, a lot of them unfortunately don't know. So I think that it starts with both, with, I think both is just as equal as important being an african american um and so i think that it's so so critical for parents to educate your children if we can spend time going to concerts we can spend our time Uh, Buying the latest iPhones. We can also take out the time to buy a book and educate our children more on the history, on the dark history of America. And with white children, it's important to know because see, here's the thing that I know about uh, about racism: is that you're not born a racist; you're taught to be a racist, Mm -hmm. and you choose to be racist. So it's important for white children to also know the challenges that black and brown people have faced so we can better understand each other. We don't have to agree with each other, but we can all understand each other better.
0: I can never be one of those people who chooses darkness over light. Enlighten me, teach me, correct me, I want more. And of course, Dr. Richie is a prolific learner. He just I know he's he's kicking himself for missing you, but but you'll be back on because this is the kind of discussion that more and more people have to have the truth,
3: mm-hmm.
0: authenticity. Just mm-hmm. the facts even, somebody mm-hmm. else's experience. Awesome. Um, so we love you, Dr. Lloyd, and love keep going, hard. okay? Yes, Don't you. stop. And thank I know you. Dr. Richie will have you back, I thank you so much. Thank you so thank much, you. Dr. Lloyd. Appreciate you, you always. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Bullpen. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, another groundbreaking
3: conversation. Many more to come Welcome to indisputable.
2: When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating
5: you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are.
4: A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You
2: know who created redlining in this country? Mm-hmm. It The white liberal.
4: I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's no, a racist I, I, policy, racist policy, Shelley, That's here's what I don't to. know. I don't know. Well. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it, though.